It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves and their season is now over. What went wrong in this elimination game in the play-in tournament? We'll talk about it all on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, who can follow you on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Thunder and their season-ending loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves in this game. Now look, this show, to have a peek behind the curtain, is not going to be scripted or outlined or anything else. I just thought that you guys deserve to have this show be one that is just fresh off the buzzer, and we just talk. We just talk about the game that we just watched. The beauty of this show is we're staying five days a week here at Locked On Thunder through the offseason. So you're going to get plenty of conversation about the Thunder, and we can regroup and talk about the game again uh, anytime that we want to, if we want to. Uh, but this this game, I think, deserves the, the nature of a more free-flowing conversation. So let me know what you guys think about it. In the comment section down below on YouTube or on Twitter, you can also uh, text the show as well with subtext. More on that coming up. But the Thunder lose this game to Minnesota. I think that the most disappointing part of this loss is not that you lost. It's just that like all year long, this team has not gotten blown out. And then for this to be the time that they did get blown out, what well, you know, it does sting a little bit, but overall the, the game was pretty simple. Uh, the thunder just didn't shoot. Well, the thunder uh, didn't shoot. Well, they shot, 36 from the floor, 32 from three, and then 90% to free throw line. You're not going to win games when you shoot 36% from the floor and and 32% from three. You're just not. They turned the ball over uh, 17 times in this game. What it felt like was the youngest team in the NBA and the second youngest team of all time just got themselves in a bit of a hole, and then they tried to get it all back every possession. Like, they're down six points. They try to hit a six-point shot. They're down They're down ten points. They're frantically swinging the ball, and it leads to a turnover, and it's just not working out for them. It felt like they never could just take a breath and, and take a step back and, and, and regroup. And that's okay. Like, that's what young teams are supposed to do. But overall, the scoreboard doesn't reflect what this game was. Like, a lot's going to be made this offseason about SGA shooting 26%. 
in an elimination game. But if you go back and watch those shots, a lot of them are shots he's made all year long. A lot of them go in and out. A lot of them bank off. And, and so, you know, if it's a make or miss league and you play this game again tomorrow, maybe those shots go down. How many in and out threes did you see in this game? A ton. There were just shots that didn't fall. And it's a make or miss league. And yes, there were some questionable foul calls, but there's no there's no debating a 120 to 95 loss when it comes to the officials. Especially because the Thunder did a good job of not letting that take them out of the game. For as much as they pressed and everything, it felt more like that was an offensive thing. Like SGA, foul trouble just from the gate. But he didn't let that discourage him from, from, from playing defense at a physical level. He had four fouls and played 35 minutes. And so that's a testament to Mark you know, keeping on the floor. And Mark's talked about that philosophy a lot of how he likes to, to let guys play through foul trouble because if you take them out, then you're essentially fouling them out yourself. But this team just can't play this way and win a road game. Like It wasn't about the bigs. It wasn't about anything else other than missing shots that normally go in and nobody stepping up. You didn't get a 30-point night from Josh Giddy. You did get four threes from, from Lou Dort. Like, Lou Dort played well. But the problem is nobody else had that otherworldly game, including Shea. And so a little regression from Shea, um, a big regression from Josh Giddy, and that's your ball game. That, that's your ball game. The only real complaint that I have with the way this game was played was I personally would have gone to Jay will a lot more in the first half. Like I thought that they uh, went away from Jay will too soon and stuck with Sarge too long. He played 12 minutes though. Like at the, at the end of the day, he played 12 minutes. He played 10 on Wednesday and, and, and it wasn't really a problem. So that's not to say that I'm smarter than the coaching staff or whatever. Like that, I'm just saying for me personally, I thought Jay will played really well um, and, and, and arguably should have played more minutes in this one. I think that he was playing um, really good defensively all things considered playing two bigs and was, and was playing really physical around the glass. But it's hard to even discuss this game because I can already hear the typing in the comment section about how bright the future is. And yes, the future is incredibly bright and and this team deserves your respect. And we shouldn't go any further before actually saying this, this team deserves your respect, even though they finished a game short of the playoffs. The fact that they got to this point and were a game short of the playoffs through the Chet Holmgren injury, through SGA injuries sprinkled all through the season, including that COVID setback, which lost the team five straight games, losing Kenny Hustle for the entire season, a guy who could have really helped along the way and, and, and was one of your best players on the court. Like if you were to power rank the players on this team of who gave you consistent production, Kenny Hustle is going to be right up there as one of your best, period. And then, you know, to a lesser extent, Pokashevsky, Jeremiah Robinson, like those those two guys were playing some solid minutes for you and then just became obsolete. And, and you didn't lose this game because of that, like because of the no Poku, no Jerry, but it just adds to that list of problems. It just adds to that lack of depth. It just adds to the, the issue, right? But in this game, I, I think that, the fact you got to this point shows how great things are because in a way you're going to add two lottery picks this year. Like you're going to add Chet Holmgren. You're going to add in whoever you draft in the lottery this season. 
And that's before you make any wheeling and dealing. You could, you could also add more than that if you want to go crazy again and, and trade up back into the lottery as they did last year. So like at the end of the day, you're at least going to add two lottery picks. If nothing else happens this summer, if, if you post that meme uh, that, that circles around every off season of every sport where it's your team logo on a stick figure and they're poking at the other team logo saying, do something. If you're posting that meme, they've already, they've at least done two lottery picks this off season added to added to this team. So that's going to be great. But so like, that's the big picture nugget of all of this. And the only frustrating part of this is I think that for these players, it sucks that this was the game where shots didn't fall and it resulted in getting routed in terms of the scoreboard. But I would encourage you if you, if you want to, to take the time today and just go to the box score NBA.com and click on the shot attempts and then just roughly count in your head how many shots went up that were open looks that went in and out that were shots that you've seen that player make the majority of the season that just didn't fall today. And it's a make or miss league and you miss sometimes along with, and, and that's compounded by the turnover issue that's compounded by some bad rotations defensively that's compounded by some issues of this team, not settling down. So big picture, everything's great. Small picture. They did a lot uh, of good despite the bad game, like besides besides the bad result. You really would have to dig for reasons to be upset. Like Isaiah Joe shot one for five. Didn't take a shot really that you didn't like from beyond the arc. SGA shot five of 19. Didn't take a shot that you didn't like. Josh Giddy shot two for 13 in this game, but he missed multiple shots around the room that you think that he can make and he's shown you he can make. And you live with it. 0 for 4 from 3, you got you, you just got to shoot. You just got to shoot if you're wide open. And that's part of the problem. You got to shoot if you're wide open. And sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't work. Jay will played really well. J-Dub played really well. J-Dub is, I think, the biggest storyline of this entire game. Because that's a rookie who responded. Did not play well on Wednesday. Played really well today. That's a, that's a huge step in the right direction. And then Lou Dort, despite not going for nearly 30, played exceptionally well also. Off the bench, though, you didn't get much. You didn't get much off the bench. Joe had seven, a massive jam that really felt like it was going to swing things. Sarge was not good. Lindy Waters was not good. Again, showed to be a shooter in theory, and I like Lindy Waters. I really do. Uh, he, he's a great person to cover, both in the blue, you know, covering him intimately there whenever there's only one or two many people there with me. Uh, and in the NBA, he's a great story and a great person, and I'm, I'm rooting for him to succeed, and he has taken a lot of strides defensively that helps him stay on the floor, but at the end of the day, you get paid to shoot basketballs, and to this point in his career, he's been a shooter in theory only. He's, he's been a guy that misses wide-open looks. He's been a guy that the guy that does not hit big-time threes, and in, even in this contest, he had a wide-open shot, and he hesitates, lets the defense close out, and then the, the possession's over at that point. So it's just rough, right? It was just rough all around. If you got anything off the bench, maybe things look different. But this was, I think, the, the first game where the youth was a problem. And we'll talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Nissan Aria, folks. Nissan Aria 
is great. And they're bringing you the player of the week. The player of the week is you. Everyone listening to this podcast right now is the player of the week because you are electric in the comment section. You're, you're brilliantly fierce on Twitter. You are elegantly powerful in the DMS. I appreciate all of you who took the time to listen to one or a billion podcasts this year. And I appreciate everyone who will stay in the off season and, and, and wants to hear about draft prospects and, and, and future offseason targets and how this team will progress and grading players and everything else that we're going to do this off season. Uh, so I appreciate you. You're the player of the week for sticking through this season with us at Locked On Thunder, and we're going to continue on five days a week throughout the offseason. We don't slow down around here or ramp up. We just stay five days a week in bonus pods like this uh, as they are timely. So check it out over there, Nissan Aria. Uh, the 2023 Nissan Aria packs a pin to your seat punch with premium intelligence and one EV. All new, all electric Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. For you everydayers that listen to the show every single day, I appreciate you. And here's what's to come. We're going to talk about this season as a whole and kind of put it in memoriam. We're also going to talk exit interviews. There's always good stuff that comes out of exit interviews. Then we're going to ramp up into the draft, ramp up into the lottery, the offseason, uh, everything else about the rest of this uh rest of this plan unfolding for Sam Presti, along with Twitter and, and YouTube and everything else, you can also text the show, uh, 405-963-3686. Text Thunder to get started texting me. You're going to get exclusive Q&As, behind-the-scenes content, everything else. You just directly message me any questions or anything else that you have, whatever you want over there. Sub- uh, subscribe on subtext, 405 but the youth in this game was a problem. And it was the first game where it was a problem. And it felt like uh, it all came due tonight. You, you've weathered the storm for 83 games of being the youngest team in the league. Uh, again, as a clarification, the, the ESPN thing was wrong all week. Uh, the, the Thunder are the youngest team in the NBA. The ESPN stat that they were giving you about them being the second youngest was a, a stat that was talking about player minutes in terms of your, except for your roster. So it wasn't factoring in guys like Boban who don't play for the Rockets. It was only factoring in like minutes played. And so at that point, if you do that, the Rockets then move ahead. But if you're talking just pure uh, one through 17 age, it's OKC who's the youngest. So just a bit of semantics there, but, but you've weathered the storm for 83 games, the 82 regular season games in the Pelicans game. And you, you got, you got past and bucked trends. Like the trends for young teams are typically that of you can't close out games. Uh, you, you know, you get punched in the mouth and don't recover. Like, you, like these are things that typically happen for young squads. This was the first time it happened in Oklahoma City. And it couldn't have came in a worse spot. And it, it, it sucks that this is like the lasting image of this season to like the outside fan who didn't watch this team night in and night out. Um, but it is what it is. Like this was the first time where the team could not get their composure back. 
this was the first time where Minnesota, and, and like this is more so a Minnesota thing necessarily than Oklahoma City at times, Minnesota was able to handle these runs and able to handle the adversity. The Thunder made multiple runs, and they got it back from 17 to 10, from, from 17 to 8, from 17 to... And, and every time... Minnesota would just say, nope, you're not coming back. We're going we're gonna to turn it on now and get that lead back out to 17, get that lead back out to 16, and eventually break your back and go uh, ballistic at the end of the third and the game's over. So uh, that just comes with, like we said earlier, the inexperience of trying to get every little thing back every possession instead of just wiping it away from your from your ecosystem and going and playing uh, possession-by-possession basketball. So the, the young stuff kept, caught up with them. It really did in this game. Good thing is you're going to get a, a year more experience and you're going to learn from this mistake. Like You're going to learn to not let one problem turn into two. And I think that they let that happen too much, offensively especially. They let one rim out turn into three bad possessions. And, and at that point, the game rolls away from you. And so... In this game, the Thunder didn't get any breaks. In fact, they got a lot of bad things happen to them, including SGA getting a black eye. But the Timberwolves are the better team in this one. It's tough to go win two straight elimination games on the road. Really, really tough to do that. And the Thunder couldn't. And that's okay. Like The Thunder being a game away from the playoffs is more than anyone would have guessed and could have projected who was looking at this from a rational perspective, who's looking at this from uh, a perspective of just what to expect without looking at it through thunder-colored glasses. So yes, there were some Thunder fans, I think, who, who were projecting the postseason, but realistically, there's a reason why Vegas had their over under like 22 wins. There's a reason why uh, John Hollinger predicted, predicted this team to win 20 games, and they still rose above all of that. They still uh, were in this position at 40 and 42 in the regular season um, and then fall short in this game to go to Denver. The only bad part of this is that there's no, there's not going to be any uh, playoff basketball in Oklahoma city, which would have been a lot of fun to, to have the Paycom center rock in and, and have the playoff shirts on the, on the chairs and everything else. And would have been a lot of fun to cover. Uh, but ultimately the thunder proved that this core is going to be something special. They proved SGA is a superstar first team guard and in, in the MVP conversation going to finish top six in MVP. They prove that Josh Giddy can take a step in the right direction offensively and as a shooter especially. Of course, he didn't make a leap to a 40% three-point shooter, but he made a significant enough leap in his three-point shooting with only half an offseason with Chip England to, to really encourage you for a 20-year-old. J-Dub looks like an all-star talent. And another game where the 6'10 J-Will is matched up with a monster big, or in this case, two monster bigs, and, and did not get played off the floor. Like He looked really good in these matchups. And that's important because his role next year, if everyone's healthy, knock on wood, will be a backup big instead of a starting big. So he's proven to you he can give you valuable minutes in these scenarios and help you elongate your depth, which we talked about in the first segment that kind of dissipated this whole season. Elongate your depth and help you win games. Lou Dort showed he can do things. Like, he can shoot. He can finish at the rim. Like the rim finishing the last two games were great for Lou Dort, and that he rose to the occasion in that moment. Now, can you sustain that um, and, and do that for eighty-two games? We'll see next year. But but he at least can do it. The matter. The, the question now becomes: um, 
How long can he do it for? How can he sustain it? Can he be consistent? Can he do it throughout an entire season? Like those all become the questions, but you at least saw in the last two games, he physically can finish at the rim. He physically can shoot the ball and we know what he can do defensively. So let, let's see that continue to progress. And I will note once again, last off season, he didn't necessarily get to work on the rim finishing stuff because of the shoulder injury. So he said he worked on his rim decision-making and that's been improved all year long, undeniably. What has not been improved for four years has been his rim finishing percentages. If that goes up, Lou Dort looks pretty good. And, and, and you know, despite the cool, the cool down, you know, stop to the season, into the season for Isaiah Joe, he showed he can be a really good, a really good shooter in this league and a really valuable bench piece as a guy who can shoot a guy who can finish at the rim, and a guy who can stay on the floor defensively despite his size. So that's great. Wiggins, you know how much I love Aaron, uh, Aaron Wiggins. That goes without saying. And then like, and like I mentioned, you're going to add two lottery picks if you think about it that way. So overall, you don't need me to tell you this was a great season, but it, it did come to a screeching halt in this game in Minnesota and got to the, the point that I don't think anyone expected it to. Like, I don't think anyone expected a blowout. Like you could have picked Minnesota to win uh, and arguably should have picked Minnesota to win, uh, but no one expected a blowout. And that's why I liked the Thunder's chances in this one because I thought it'd be a close game. They could muddy it up. And then at that point, uh, you'd have the best player on the floor. It didn't end up that way at all, like at all in this game. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at eBay Motors. Folks, it's awesome to go over there to eBay Motors because just like a championship team that's all about making sure the players are the perfect fit for your roster, it's the same thing when it comes to vehicles. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories for your vehicle, head on over to eBay Motors with eBay's guaranteed fit. You can be sure every part that you need fits just right the first time around. Just add it to your ride, to my garage, uh, look to see for the green check mark if the if the uh, part will fit, or your money back guaranteed because you need to have confidence that these things will work together just like in sports. So go over there to eBay Motors; they've got you covered. Over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back uh, in the game in no time. After all, uh, it's easy to bring home a winner when the right parts are guaranteed. Go get the parts that you need, the right fit that you need. At the right price, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. Talking Thunder Basketball. Cannot wait for the future of this podcast. Thank you for listening you everydayers will know uh, that you're going to get a lot of content still in the offseason. Draft profile and projections. Uh, we're going to talk with guests about the draft. Richard Stamen coming on next week at Mavs Draft on Twitter. Coming on next week just as a spoiler alert for the everydayers. Uh, and then 
next the interviews are going to be huge to, to hear them to hear from them one last time. And you got stuff like the lottery, you got stuff uh, like free agency trades, all that fun stuff. Plus projecting this bright future. How is it all going to work? Talking through Chet Holmgren's addition and integration into this team. It's going to be great all off season long. So please subscribe. So you do not miss an episode on YouTube or any other podcasting platforms that you may be listening to this on. So in this game, the Thunder just let it get away from them, and it was kind of the exact formula that we thought it would be if they would lose. Is because Mike Conley played really well, and Edwards played really well. And then you had guys step up. Nikhil Alexander-Walker not only uh, made life kind of hard on SGA, obviously, but scored 12 points in a surprising starting lineup. That was a great chess move by uh, Coach Finch to, to put in. Uh, Alexander Walker, whenever everybody expected it to be Kyle Anderson, who went two for three from three. Torian Prince went two for five from three, hit some huge shots to uh, extend the lead and extend the the uh, forearm shiver, uh, proverbially, <laughs> to the Thunder whenever they made some runs. And down low, you had the game from Rudy Gobert and Carlton Towns, where they played really well together. They played really well apart. And as a credit to Carlton Towns, he kept coming. All 48 minutes, he kept coming, and, and he kept applying pressure. And that's something that we have not seen from him in his postseason career to this point, he did it tonight. And you tip your cap to him, and you move on. Like, that was a professional game from the Timberwolves, which you can't say that a lot about Minnesota. But you, you tip your hat. That was a professional game. that They, they, they kept you at a, at a strong distance and eventually blew it out. So what can you do? They picked The, the Timberwolves picked a great time to play the best game that they've played. The Thunder picked a bad time to play the worst game that they've played. And that's kind of what it boils down to. It really is. Usman Jang got some minutes, seven minutes uh, off the bench. Trey Mann, Jerry played five. Like they, they, they emptied the benches at the end because why not? It was over. Uh, but ultimately, great season, great opportunity for this team. And the Thunder, surprisingly, were only a minus four on the glass and only a minus one in the turnover department. But they just could not make shots. Like that was the difference in this one. They could not get the pumpkin in the patch. So, folks, we'll be back on Monday. Unless something crazy happens at XM viewers, we'll, we'll do it on, on, on Monday. If something crazy happens, well, then we'll do it Sunday and Monday to talk about it. But we'll do it on Monday talking about exit interviews. Tuesday, let's talk the draft. And then you know, Wednesday through Friday, we'll recap this season and get you ready for the draft as well. So it's going to be full go here in the offseason. So subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. And, again, I thank you so much for listening. If you listen to one podcast if this is your first podcast, if this is your billionth podcast, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you following along. It's been a joy. It's truly been an honor to cover this team. This is a great team to, to both for you to root for and then to cover and be around. They're truly a uh, respectful, great group. And I cannot wait to see you know kind of what's next for them. Uh, but it's awesome that you guys have put me in this position uh, to, to be here because without you listening... Uh, this is absolutely nothing. So thank you so much uh, for, for listening and for uh, supporting the show. I hope that you stick around all off season long because we're going to be here for you every single day. And again, if you do want to text, you can always do that at 405-963-3686. And till tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.